recording. And then and then I'll maybe pop this to the back end. What so what's the what's the what's the fun okay. story? Fun fact. Ginevra, Dana Lentini. So Dr. Ginevra Williams, yes. Dana Lentini yes. and myself. Yes. Are all Dana's married. the only one who hasn't been on the podcast yet. We're going to hope to do that you later this season. You have to get season. her. You have to get her. She's lovely to talk to. Uh, we are all married to guitar player composers. Okay, that's huh. weird. That's that, I know. Yeah. Right? That's yeah, but Dana's husband's gone into admin, so I mean. But still, his he is a guitar player, and his 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 line, his trajectory was composing, and same thing with with the Ginevra and my guy. I mean, it's all different. that's wild. Like, I know. Dana has a son named Noah. I have a son named Noah. <laughs> that's wild. Well, there and, you vocal fam, but, you heard it here first. But this is but this is where it ends. They have children who are so incredibly musical. <laughs> and I have a child that wants nothing no. but talk about sports stats. Baseball. Baseball. He Those talks of people. baseball and boxing. Oh my gosh. Wait, what is uh, that? That's Steal Me. Oh, that's Steal Me. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of Minotti in my head right now. A lot of Minotti in my head right now. So, yeah. No, he, uh, yeah. So there, that's where it ends. And, uh, yeah, that's we, uh, we, I, um, Sean, Sean was performing last night in uh, Lunenburg. He, there's just like a little Celtic jam that they do in this nice. outdoor little. Oh, okay. It's so Nova Scotia. You're on a deck looking into the historic Lunenburg uh, landscape with the blue nose. You're not supposed to call it the blue nose. It's blue nose. The like blue Messiah. nose, Got it. right? Blue nose is right there, and they're playing Celtic music outside. <laughs> That's very Canadian. No, right? Very Canadian. But uh, but we got there, so I brought my son. I said we're gonna go see Dad play because we haven't seen Sean play in forever because pandemic. And we get out of the car, and my son's twelve. He's like, I don't hear any music, <laughs> and I'm like. Okay, well, maybe they're taking a break. And my son goes, yeah. maybe dad was cut from the team. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like and that, and so that is where I'm going to play the theme song, vocal fam. <laughs> right there is where I'm going to play the theme song. You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Waste Disposal Center 3 on the original Death Star. Such caught like I love I'm like, uh. how I'm like, that's dark. We haven't even like gotten there. <laughs> and first of all, that's not the terminology. You don't get from the team. You, you don't go down to the minor leagues when you're a musician. Mm -hmm. So that's what I have to deal with. Listen, our kids are, are definitely funny. savage. A couple of weeks ago, we did an episode with my children hysterical. for the first time in a long time. And they're getting older and they're getting very teenagery. Sassy. And so sassy. And they were savage. They were like, <laughs> I could not. <laughs> I could him. I could not him. say anything. Like, it was like. It was hysterical i have never heard anything quite like it sarah would like them to come back every episode i would i would love oh my to gosh back. well i torture my son i torture my son because like um we'll be at the bald diamond and if he gives me sass he knows better now because i totally mm -hmm. I, uh -huh. I put him yeah, in his yeah. place so first it. of all first of all 
with the vocal training that I have, I can yell louder than all of the mothers. Sure. Yeah. Right? Sure, right? yes. So yes. there's like, I have full like, like, piercing tones that go across the diamond. I'm sure they're dulcet piercing tones. No, but. they are hard. <laughs> they are like, look out, they, they could cut you. Anyhow, so he was giving me a real hard time one day and I said, you better watch it, mister, because I will like be calling out on the diamond there. And he, Noah's a pitcher, he really loves pitching. Oh, and uh, so he was like, he was like, he rolled his eyes. I was like cheering for him. Like, I'm like, come on, Noah! And he looked at me and he did the, you know, I'm 12 and I'm gonna roll my eyes. I'm a grown And I'm like, yeah. oh yeah? You wanna play that, friend? Oh God. So, <laughs> so I was like, and, and my husband knew. Sean's like, I'm just gonna walk away. <laughs> so Sean like leaves and I'm like, my Rosie, I love you so much. You're gonna do great today the world right and like all like all the coaches are like oh. <laughs> <laughs> so and he's like mortified and I'm mortified the pitching that's, mound. that's amazing right? and i'm yeah. like see just don't your parents are performers we are not a, we're not above like kill them up. with kindness this is not indeed. a challenge you can win indeed. Yeah. yeah right all right vocal fam we have our dear friend nikki loney <laughs> Host and creator of the Full Voice Podcast, also a member of the Nats Cast Podcast Network, mm -hmm. founding member like us. Nikki, welcome for the first time finally to Vocal Fry. Yay! Thank you so much. I'm so excited. It's so nice to talk to both of you, and it's so nice to see you. I, I listened yes. to the podcast, but now I get to see you. It, it, is, it is wonderful, actually, to uh, anytime we can get together uh, with friends, it Love is nice. And uh, this year, we actually actually had the brain space to actually schedule people, unlike like, last... In <laughs> advance. Spring, spring of 2022, Sarah and you I did what? not have a lot of brain space. We, we limped along. We limped along. Uh, I, I feel that pain. I know what that's like. It's oh, it's hard. Oh, God. There please. has been... I'll share this because you're both creators of podcasts and you know the routine, but there are days where we, like, we... You know, it's like 11.30 at Thursday night and mm -hmm. it's, you know, we're both tired and I'm like, you know, Sean does all the editing. I'm like, um, did you edit that podcast? Because it's got to go out tomorrow. And it's like, oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. So we have many of those like last minute, oh, did you do this? Or, you know, oh, the, can you? And of course, my husband loves when I tell him to fix things and do things. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Right. It happens right. immediately, and he's just like, wow, this is the best part of my day. Fortunately, Sarah and I are not in a marriage. And, <laughs> and, it does help. And we have our own spouses that do that to us in other ways. And fortunately, right? so that does not come into this show. <laughs> Usually, it's just me stressing out about something I forgot to edit out of the podcast. Usually, it's when yeah. someone curses. Oh, okay. Well, so I'm not allowed to curse? So no, not on our okay. show. All right. Well, I mean, you I can. I mean, you can. Just know that Feel it will free. magically disappear it will into the ether. Magically disappear into the oh, ether. Oh, that's so funny. So when we're recording podcasts with Michelle, because she's a regular guest. Oh, no. I, I, I Listen, she's been on the show. I know. And <laughs> But she will warn Sean. She's like, Sean, I'm going to say a bad word here. And then she'll like. I love it. 
so time code twenty three oh five. I just and I mark it's it. Happening. And he, and Sean says and he goes, Well the one nice thing about editing Michelle is she does give me a heads up and tells me. <laughs> or or she's she'll even say, You know what? I'm gonna do that again. Sean, I'm gonna do that again. And then he, he like I so he that. he gets little personal messages. She, I love that. She was in the TV industry a little too long to be on podcasts. Right. At least like <laughs> this one. I love uh, well, I listen to a podcast where there's a, kind of a recurring guest person who will come on and do it. And they'll do that. They'll be like, hey, cut this out. But my favorite part is they never do. They I know, leave the right? whole, hey, um, so-and-so, cut this out. Like, I, I, I didn't mean to say that. And they're like, nah, it's going to stay. I love that. <laughs> Vocal fam, I would like to say that Nikki, as podcast game, as the podcast game goes in voice, Nikki is the best in the business. Um, and and so I clean. say this as having been a guest on her show. She does extensive research on her guests. <laughs> she makes them feel remarkably welcomed. She makes them feel promoted. She is really a absolutely magnificent host. Um, and, and we'll get into kind of that here in a second. But I just want to say that on the front end. As someone who invests as little time as possible in, 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 in making this show happen. Well, anyway. I've never shown up on a Friday morning and been like, what do you want to talk about? I, what are we talking? Do you know what we're talking about? Uh, anyway. Well, thank you for that. That is very kind. I, to be honest with you, a lot of the research that I do is because I feel completely intimidated and overwhelmed by the people that I'm talking to, and I just don't want to look like a fool. So You I, never do. I, I remember... I, I mean, we're we're dear friends now. I love uh, Geneva Williams, and we actually got to present uh, at the convention this past yeah. summer, which was incredible. I mean, it, it's kind of like I had her book forever. I mean, it's a it's the Bible of you know working of with children. Children, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Her research is phenomenal. Yep. So when Alan was like, "I want you and Dana and Geneva to do a presentation together," you know, Canada, U.S., U.K., and I was like. Oh, I actually had a meeting with Alan. I'm like, Alan, I'm a little intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, you know, Alan, he's amazing. He's like, no, you've all come in from different places. You've all got different thing to bring to the table. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. but they're so like, like Dr. Jennifer Williams is like the Dr. Jennifer Williams. <laughs> the executive director's gift in life is that he understands how to unite those of us who should know each other with each yes. other. Yes, yes. Um, that is Alan's finest uh, gift in his skill set. Uh, I would that, agree. That, and, and it's fortunate that, you know, in his position, he has a little bit more of a global view of, of, of uh, things, and that's literally his job. Yeah, uh, but, yeah I uh, agree. He's, he's also very good at putting people like that together. And, and, yeah, and, I agree. Uh, I, uh, I I have to send him a thank you because it truly was an amazing experience. And but and when I'm, I I assume that that session is on the Live Learning Center now. I, it I, is. Great. It is. And, and and if anybody like I highly want to recommend that. Um, it it, it worked out so perfectly. Ginevra shared her research and had audio files of voices at different ages and discussed where they were as far as like um, mutation uh, and stuff. mutation and growth, yeah. and it was fabulous because it's like it really makes you think and she challenged the participants like i'm gonna play you a couple of voices tell me what age you think they are yeah right and yeah and it was interesting too because you know boys and girls voices before mutation it's very they're they're like identical right so that was fabulous and then 
my specialty and what I really get excited about is is play-based learning, um, engaging lessons, lesson pacing, how to present, how to basically take very complex vocal pedagogy and present it to a child, right? Because yeah. you can't lecture them about the respiratory system Ooh. or talk about formants with them. <laughs> well, you could. You people, could, but like, people, would we suggest it? Actually, <laughs> come back next week, Vocal Fam. Uh, and uh, I, I this year, as you know, we've been talking about the Nat Science Informed Vocal Pedagogy curriculum that, that that I had a hand in, and we've done an episode on. And I redid my class. This week was acoustics and resonance, and I actually distilled, I think, it in the best way. And it was not how Sarah and I presented it at Nats this summer. I but stand I, by. But what it's I just <laughs> another path. It's just another path. But what I want to say about it is that will shock you all, Vogel fam, is that I did not even turn on a computer, nice. let alone use Voce Vista. And Good I actually, and I had students making connections that were way higher level thought than had I, they get so distracted by the fast Fourier transform that I, that I lose them. Anyway, back to you. So, um, <laughs> definitely go check that session out on Live Learning yeah, Center Vocal sure. Fam. Um, because you that, know what I... Please. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt. I wanted to tell you, I have to put this together. So we were talking about, I talk about play-based learning, but Dana Lentini brought in two kids. Oh, live. Live. Oh. Fantastic. Yes. And what's beautiful about it is she had a, what she calls a discovery singer. So a singer that's like, you know, five to seven in that age oh, range. Okay. And her sister, who was close to 10. And what was brilliant well, sisters. about- uh-huh. Ah. Who had never had a vocal lesson before in their life. Oh. Or okay, your your listeners can't hear it, but but Nick's face is pretty and yeah. So she brought in two different age children and ran them through a typical lesson with movement, with ex exploration, um, blowing bubbles for breath mm -hmm. energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was brilliant because you see how a younger child wants to engage in the material. And then you see how that slightly older child wants to engage with that material. Mm -hmm. It was brilliant. So if you are, if you have access to the library, it's completely worth your time. You will yeah. get everything you need to know to get started and to really understand the difference between like a, a five to seven year old and then a, the difference between like an eight to ten year old like it's it there's so much going on between those two age groups oh they change so much well having had children just go through those Ooh. ages and my daughter still being ten and a half <laughs> um, I, I can i can confirm the the remarkable differences um yeah. you know one of the things I was going to say about what you just said is I think that this episode is very well timed and everybody going to the Live Learning Center and watching that session is very well timed because as an organization, Nats is adding categories to NSA mm, next year. They are. And some of those categories are classical, musical theater, and contemporary categories for children and youth. Very yes. Exciting. And uh, I think that that is an untapped population of our singing teacher population. It's huge. Who previously oh did not have the opportunity to bring their students to get adjudication feedback in any way, mm -hmm. shape, or form at Nats. Now, obviously, 
vocal fam, if you're a Nats adjudicator already and you normally adjudicate college students, please know that we're not talking about the same feedback that you would give no, your college no, junior studying, no, you know, bati bati or whatever. You know, <laughs> we, we, that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. But what a great opportunity for our, our, our some of our independent teachers who are teaching Mm-hmm. These age groups, right? Yeah. Well, because they want to do stuff like this. They're lo- always looking for stuff. They're uh, always yeah. looking for stuff. And so here's an interesting little caveat to that. I, I'm I'm pleased. I, they reached out and they've asked me to be on the committee to discuss. I was hoping the that was the current. case. Good. Yes, and I and I'm I'm I'm, I'm just thrilled that they would ask me that because I mean one of the things that happened in my teaching studio, oh gosh, maybe 15 years ago, uh, 10, 15 years ago, is I actually pulled my kids out of local festivals mm-hmm. because the adjudication was yeah. inappropriate for children. Ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. And the comments that were coming from the adjudicators, and I know they were well-meaning adjudicators, they were highly educated adjudicators, but I mean, I have a lot of friends who adjudicate, and like the comment is always, I really don't want to adjudicate the junior classes, but that's all they offered me, right? Yeah. So, but I mean, after a couple of years of getting really unfortunate, you know, and not helpful comments, because they, you know, oh, work with your teacher to get a pure sound. I'm like, okay, work with your teacher to grow faster is yeah. that what you're telling the child like so, and again it was sorry that, vocal fame you couldn't see my eye roll on that one yeah, it was a brilliant eye roll by the way like that <laughs> but it so i mean for me uh like it just didn't make sense to put my kids in these situations because i'd always have this damage control afterwards and i would have mm-hmm. to explain to some of the parents you know there's teachers that don't really work with kids and they don't understand mm-hmm. the uniqueness of that growing yep. singer, right? And then yeah. you just don't want to do that, you know? And if you're a if you're a, a, a private teacher and, and you're trying to find, you know, safer places or more supportive mm-hmm. places for your kids to perform, that wasn't it. Right. Yeah. So, and, and yeah. I know that that's, that's one of the things that I already know that we are definitely trying to avoid absolutely yes um and you know one of the things that i wish that would happen more in 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 the organization overall and i'm i'm happy to say this publicly and i'm saying this both as just myself and as a member of the executive board is that i wish all of us all of us Mm -hmm. would look at ourselves humbly and say you know what I don't feel comfortable adjudicating that category. Yes, oh. absolutely. Folks, that is fine. Yeah, No I agree. one is forcing anyone to adjudicate a category that they just do not feel comfortable adjudicating. Be, let's, let's all, I'm gonna calm down, step off, back off. <laughs> that was intense. Let's all be adults and and realize that none of us are everything. Well, okay, that's funny because I, I don't know why, but the last little while I've gotten some emails asking to adjudicate like classical classes and I'm like um my background is jazz so yeah <laughs> um, unless you are like laying down some serious scat solos I'm not going to be much help to any of you because languages are not uh, my I French I can get through uh, Spanish I'm learning because my son's going to play baseball and they he's got to oh. go to Cuba so we're going to yeah. learn yeah, Spanish. Yeah, Spanish is good. Right? I, I always joke with my son. I said, son, if you're going to play baseball, you're going to have to. Because his coaches, are, are they speak Spanish all the time. <laughs> They're all from Cuba. So 
anyhow, so I get these emails and I'm, I'm, I, it is awkward to send those little emails saying, thank you so much for your consideration. However, this is outside of my scope of practice. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't, admittedly, I don't teach any children. Oh, I, I, I just that's true. I don't teach, I don't even teach anybody under age 18. Right. And and a lot of people, a lot of our my colleagues, it's it's 18 to 24, right? That's I kind have of a, before. And I have done so successfully, but I don't. Mm. It's very different. Yeah, it is. Oh, you it's need very... a different teaching toolbox for sure. Well, I, and and I'm, sure. A, I'm a scary looking human. Oh, please. Okay. I mean, Our you know, freshmen okay, I know, walk I know, around I know. terrified they of do, me. They do. Yeah. It's funny. They come to me and they're like, I think he doesn't like me. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's just his face. Oh, Sarah, you <laughs> can mess with them. That's just his face face oh my gosh i mean that's the but it's, it's not wrong like i was like no, that's she's just not the wrong. face he makes like she's not wrong he doesn't dislike like no his, no oh my gosh that's um, uh, his walking uh, bee face okay so so nikki so you you say you have a background singing in jazz so mm. like how did how did you <laughs> come from the beginning to to, to do this whole full voice thing, yeah. you know, your own studio, your own whatever. Like, what what what, what was that journey like? Okay, uh, that way back when it was a dark and stormy night. No, <laughs> yes, always. Um, it's always raining and a lot of lightning. <laughs> so, uh, I I sang since a, a, a young child. My dad was a singer. Hmm. Um, my dad actually was uh, in the Toronto R and B in the sixties. All Amazing. Right. Yeah. So my dad like was in the big R and B show band. Not with... far from Detroit, actually. No, he might. You know what? He did some touring, and that he might have done that circuit. So Fabulous. he Wild. like like full on like dancers, B three organs. Like my dad would do the splits and dance and jump around. Like it was he. Amazing. He loved singing. So of course. Uh, I came along and he, uh, he, you know, played the guitar for me and I sang from a very young age and he had me on stage with him when I think I was nine, like he, he brought me out and he played the guitar and I sang. So, I mean, singing has been something that I've done forever. And um, I was, I had been in the recording studio since I was 13. Wow. So I started doing, I, I, yeah. So I, again, lots of singing, lots of professional engagements as a yeah. young age. Now my dad was smart and he did have, um, he did invest in really good lessons huh? with, with classical teachers and back in the day and i did what i was told i was a very obedient student so i sang i also i also sang with the toronto children's chorus oh nice and tr i did their european tour um so i've been really blessed with a lot of experiences classical singing choral singing you know contemporary singing and um my classical teachers were lovely but we never told them the other things oh, that we did. The secret <laughs> life. I had the darkest oh. secret. And when my teacher, right? 
Because they just, I mean, back then, okay? I like, know, I know. You know, different mindset. The different. secret life of young singers. Right. It's like so, the secret life of pets. And I, oh my gosh, and I remember, that's a brilliant movie, by the way. Um, I have a cat that sits in a bowl, by the way, if we're talking secret lives of, of pets. Like, I have a fat cat that sits in a bowl on the coffee And then sings table. R&B when you leave. <laughs> right? So, and he had, so, um, yeah, so singing was a, a forever thing. I had the classical lessons. When my classical teacher found out that I was singing pop music, I got the lecture about how bad it was and blah, 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 blah. You know, all of yeah. those <sighs> stereotypes and stuff. Um when I was uh, when I was looking for post-secondary opportunities, um, I knew that I didn't really want to study uh, classical music at that level. Sure. Um, yeah. So I there was some fabulous jazz programs. So I went to the Humber College jazz program, and it's essentially you're you're in school but you're also working right yeah. so you're doing session work um you know doing all sorts of like live performances and i was i was really lucky um but as you know session work is feast or famine oh <laughs> yeah, for sure so you know you could have uh, you know, you could have six months of getting really great session work, making oodles of money to auditioning every day and getting nothing yeah. for months, months and months and months. So a really good musician friend of mine said, well, you know, you should like supplement your income with some private teaching. And I was like, oh, well, that sounds easy. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, so my first day of teaching, so I got this part-time job just one one night a week at this really tiny little music store and I had been replacing yet another voice teacher that had quit. <laughs> ah, so that, right? that happened then too. Amazing. Yeah. So I, w I remember walking in and I remember having like, you know, a handful of like jazz charts and also my Vakai vocal study book and Amazing. right. Right. And Funny enough, mine are on the same <laughs> shelves. My jazz books and my my Concone, Vakai, whatever right? Right underneath them. Anyway, and sorry. I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna need. And I went in, and my first day of teaching was so horrific. I had, <laughs> I had every age. I had uh, my first student was a little girl, Aww. and she was maybe six or seven. And I came out and I said, introduced myself, and she started to cry. And I'm like, that was my very first student. So I laugh oh. as I t as I train people to how to work with children. I think yeah. my first student, I made her cry. So there you go. <laughs> but she was. You just yelled at her that she was not supporting enough. <laughs> um, you no. should have done a five note scale on a lip trill and said to support her. <laughs> right. Sorry. Sorry. Oh Sorry. Anyway. What? So what had happened is what had happened is she was a very nervous little girl. She yeah. there was a voice teacher before me that worked at this location, and she had really gotten comfortable with them. And sure. then they just quit, yeah. and now she's got to make friends with this new scary lady. And the mom was so pissed off that she actually took her daughter and left. Oh, and I was like, no. oh, so of course, new job, don't know what I'm doing, just scared away the first student and had to go upstairs and talk to the owner of the store and go, uh, I just said hello. <laughs> and they left, right? Yeah. And then the rest of the day was just this 
motley crew of different ages. I had a lot of preteens that were terrified. I had mm -hmm. a chain smoking adult that was like coughing up through my lesson. Mm -hmm. And I was so upset. It was such a stressful day that I literally drove home and cried. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that sounds about par for the course. I right? mean, listen, as I've said, Vogel fam, you have to get your sea legs no matter what population of students you are. Right. Teaching. Right. And and I think that that I always tell people like teaching is as challenging as it is rewarding. And you're going to just have these horrible days and they, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. They just I mean, you've never had a horrible day. I know oh, that. Uh, yeah. oh. Sunshine and sparkles. <laughs> and nothing has ever smelled like feet anyway. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I had one of those students too. <laughs> Probably that first day, um, you know, or the well, and when when you're working with kids too, right? Like you get the the boys when they're about twelve, thirteen, and it's just like wow, <laughs> huh? Faces, right? Yes. Like mm. yes, it's you get a variety of people walking in the door. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> One they just don't know yet. No, they just even don't. if they should, they they don't always. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then you, you know, I, I'm worse. I'm so because I've experienced this firsthand. I'm very like I'm always walking around my son. Like, is it you smell okay today? Is it time? Yeah. Us too. No, right? it was like I was like, you need to be wearing deodorant. Well, because they like <laughs> I swear because I mean I don't have kids or anything, but like I watched my brother go through this and and like he just didn't care until he became interested in, in like girls. dating. Yeah. Yes, then dating. All mm -hmm. of a sudden his hygiene wildly improved. But there were a few years there I was like, I really wish you were more interested in this than you are. Well going to what Sarah said, it was interesting because in the vo in the voice studio you would get the kids like the older teen boys that come in because they were interested oh, in singing it's like a cloud because they wanted to yeah. impress somebody right? oh yes. yeah, yeah yeah oh yes that's a motivated student right there you oh yes embrace that right? but specifically for one kind of like song you know yes like, yeah, there's only one like, real thing we're looking for there yeah i remember uh, i saw well, i remember my high school voice teacher trying to hook so many of us up on dates <laughs> it was yes yeah, so anyway it was a I different. It was a different. Where people should see is faces. A, is that appropriate now? It was a different time. It was a different time. time. It was a different time. Anyway, all right. So then, so then, so you start okay. teaching in the studio. So then I start teaching. It's miserable. It's horrible. I hate it. I hated it. Like, and it, I just, and I, and I needed. Okay, I was young, and I needed the money. And so, hello. Right. That's and, life. <laughs> And uh, I, uh, yeah, it was just a miserable experience. The other challenge that I had at this school was there were no other voice teachers. Um. And, and if there were, they'd quit after a few days because it was just misery. That's, and yeah. one of the things that was really challenging is that like there's no, the back then, so this would have been like, this is my 32nd year of teaching. That's not possible. I know, right? Did you start you're teaching like, at like five? <gasps> oh my gosh! Like, that's that's like... the joke I always say in my in my teacher training. I'm like, I'll be like, and I know you're all thinking that I must have started when I was five years old because I look so good. But thank you, Nick. That's awesome. I but, I, I never would have imagined that. I know. It's the kids that keep you young, right? That sounds you know? right. Yeah. Maybe it's living in Canada. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I buy the kids thing. You know, you're we, a young at uh, heart. Just... It keeps you connected. It keeps right. you plugged in. You know what's going on. <laughs> right. You gotta. I, you gotta stay fresh. I am yeah. not plugged in or fresh. 
Oh, come on. No way. I listened to your you podcast to get all the to get all the 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 fun movie updates. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's one very narrow thing oh, that I no, know no, about. No, no, that counts. That counts. So, yeah, so um teaching in the first few years was just a real misery. I hated it, but I needed the money. That that mm-hmm. couple of days that I taught basically was whether I ate or put yeah. gas in my car, right? Yeah. yeah. And I remember I remember complaining to my dad, you know, um, and I should have known better because the loanies have a no whining complaining policy, especially with my dad, right? Ah. So I'm like complaining, it's so awful, it's horrible, I don't have anything. And my dad's like, either fix the problem or get another job. And that was like, oh. Yeah, like, oh, okay, well. Okay. And he's like, what do you hate about it? I said, well, like, I don't have any support. There's no other teachers. There's no materials. He's like, well, what can you do about that? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I was like, okay, well, obviously teaching at this place is a little, you know, it was a little dark, a little basement. A little draining, yeah. And, uh, you know, when you put when you put energy out into the universe, doors open, right? So within having a conversation with my dad about changing my situation, another more prominent and professional teaching studio was looking for a voice teacher Ah. so i took advantage of it and instead of being the only voice teacher there was a couple of us and that's how i met my colleague mim who has been a partner with me with full voice since the very beginning and i had an ally i had a colleague and i had never had colleagues i didn't even know that word existed and we started to commiserate first about how difficult it was and you know back then we were both teaching um beginner piano lessons not that i am qualified to do that but there were more piano students right Mm -hmm. than there were Mm -hmm. voice students it's a thing it's a thing and i went to a lot of piano pedagogy workshops and i went to the dr randall faber's pedagogy workshop and he brilliant the research that they did for their piano method books is Mm -hmm. pretty intense and they had videos of how they worked with three and four year olds Mm. wow and how they broke down the concepts and how they used visualization like you're going to draw a rainbow when you lift your finger and here's some plasticine here's some clay we're gonna press our finger into the clay to feel the pressure and it was like i'm trying all these things you're trying to rainbow i know right where everybody's doing rainbows right so so uh, it was like it was like the light bulb went on. I'm like, okay, well, if we can do that with piano students, why can't we do that with our singers? Like, yeah. like visualization. So we started to kind of create these one-page worksheets, and we incorporated like visualization and theory and um, solfege and all sorts of different activities. And we just started testing it with our kids. And what we noticed within a year of using just a handful of worksheets is that we had far greater student retention. Ah. Ah, so this actually, like, so your kind of stuff started then. Yeah, so that was in the early 2000s. We were like, and Mim and I are both like tech savvy people. We could do like, you know, the the music notation on our computers. We could set yeah. it up in a page. You know, we, you know, could put it, well, we could produce. You right? were a jazz singer, not a classical singer. So you actually had to use a computer. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, wow. sorry. Uh, sorry. That, okay, oh, oh, friends. Uh, oh, dear. That was Nick. That, that was that. Nick, sorry. Yeah. Not no, just sorry. you couldn't tell. Sorry, I was a joke. Anyway, I, I, I so, love everyone. I love all of you. <laughs> so we started just like, 
seeing the engagement in, in, in increase greatly. Yeah. And the other thing which we saw, which is a big deal, was the kids were excited to show the page to the parents. Ah, it's very simple. So they hopped, they ha- oh. hopped out of the, their little studio and was like, Mom, look what I did. And that uh. type of, t- and what Sarah said, tangible. Now parents see, oh, we're not just singing and goofing around. They're actually accomplishing things. Yeah. So what was interesting is as we created more and more sheets and we started to organize them into levels and we started to really utilize it, one, we didn't have to teach piano students anymore because our, our vocal students didn't go. They didn't That's, leave. Yeah. Right. Nice, nice. And then and then we started to see progress. We could we could monitor progress. We and we, so I always say this to people, but literally full voice has been a research project since the very beginning. That's awesome. That. Nothing that we put out hasn't been like completely used with a, a kid. And the rule is if the kids don't understand, if they don't enjoy it, it doesn't get published. Love so, so we tore apart our first couple of books probably twenty times. Like, just, just like, no, nope, kids aren't getting this exercise, or this exercise isn't helping. And then, you know, we we also started, you know, I started researching, you know, Kadai and Orf and classroom. Ah you know tools and i went to violin pedagogy workshops i went to more beginner piano workshops i'm like i want to see what they do in these but i also want to honor the voice because voice Mm -hmm. and piano are different right like yeah and and i and i i always bring that up in my teacher training like are you facilitating lessons that honor the child student and celebrate the vocal instrument because some teachers are just teaching modified piano lessons i'm just there i said it Sure, yeah. yeah. On your show. Yeah, yeah sure, no, sure, right. sure, right. sure. Right? So, yeah. and we have, like, we have, like, generations of singers who really have never made peace with their voice because they've never been given the opportunity to just explore the voice mm-hmm. without piano, without somebody singing along with them. So we really wanted to honor that in the books. But the other thing that came up is that you know, a lot of people will say there's no repertoire in the full voice workbooks. It's like, no, there's not, because I don't know your student. Yeah. And, and forcing people to sing songs that they do not relate to at that age is not oh. good pedagogy, right? What? It's not good pedagogy to force a child to sing a story that they cannot relate to. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think we get that that we're 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 moving away from the master apprentice approach to the student-led you know teacher guided and i I stole this from a blog i love it we are moving away from stage on the stage where we lecture and rant to guide on the side where we're we're letting them we're we're letting them lead now that doesn't mean that it's like free play and it's just everything goes to hell yeah Sorry, I said, can I say hell? That's fine. Um, Everything goes to heck. Um, (laughs) You still have goals, you still have objectives, but you're letting the student explore the concepts in a way that's safer for them, right? Exactly. Because they bring in what they know, they bring in what they're comfortable with, and then it's easier to introduce new concepts in a way yeah. that, that they can assimilate easier rather well, than just... And I hope that this is what we've brought to teaching at every level. To be I agree. Frank. I, mean, I agree. You know. Right? I think yeah. that... I think I think there's a big change happening and it's been happening for a while. You yeah. know, seeing the student and being mindful and, 
you know, that power over relationship, we know how toxic it is. No, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. No. So yeah. So that's how that's how full voice started. We started with just worksheets. We started to see good results. We got more teachers involved in the testing. So we had some choral directors. We had oh. some uh, other private teachers, and we just we just kept you know re re revising, upgrading, changing. Um, and the funny thing about the publishing part is, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to um, sell the books just for cost. Yeah. So we so we we had compiled them into levels, and I was teaching at the Long and McQuaid uh, Lesson Education Center in Burlington, and I wanted to sell the books just to cover the printing costs because we had been printing everything and taking on the costs for like a years. And I just wanted to cover my costs. And it was a substantial book. It was like 50 pages and, you know, all that stuff. And uh, one of the um, administrators said, well, you can't just sell it like yourself. It has to go in the store catalog. Like it has to be sold through the store. And I'm like, I don't care. That's yeah. fine. So because getting your books into a Long McQuaid retail store was actually really hard. Like you had to go through the print music buyer. Uh and he was he was you know a scary person who you know well and understandably print music buyers don't want a bunch of books in their retail stores that don't sell yeah uh, 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 there without question yeah right so i kind of like got them into the store and the print music buyer kind of gave me a hard time about it. He's like, well why would we do this i said look i'm just selling them to my students i was told i couldn't do it directly so they just need to be in the burlington store and he's like fine so they bought a bunch of books and we figured out a price and it was like, I didn't think anything of it. But the print music manager of that store looked at the books and she says, these are really good. And I know teachers come in asking for this kind of thing. I'm gonna send a few copies to the other store in, in Waterloo and, and I'm maybe another store in London. Oh. And just to get, and I'm like, can you do that? Because they gave me a really hard time about putting them in the store. So long story short, they, they sold, they couldn't keep them in stock. They just kept selling and selling and selling. So the print music buyer was like, fine, we'll put them <laughs> in the store. You've proven yourself. Thanks a lot. And then Amazing. they went, they went right That's across funny. the country. But here's the funny thing. So, um, we got a, we got a, a uh, wholesale uh, print music wholesaler that picked up the series and very supportive, very kind. And they're like, "Look, you're never gonna make it in the states." And I'm like, "What?" She's oh. saying, "No, never gonna make it in the states. It costs too much money. You're too small. It costs thousands of dollars. You got to go to these print music conventions. You got to buy in. You got to do all hundreds of thousands of dollars. This and that." And I'm like, "Okay, well, that's fine. I, I just, I just want." You know, you know, I created them for my students and they're doing well in Canada. That's fine. And then, of course, the Internet, the Internet. <laughs> yeah. the Internet. So, again, teacher forums, people started talking. We we started uh, our e-commerce website in uh, back in 2014, 13, oh. 14. And again, we couldn't keep them in stock people would Amazing. buy them yep and then from there we connected with a distributor in australia 
And from there, we uh, took advantage of Amazon print-on-demand services. Yeah, yeah. We did a UK version that is Minim and Brev and uh, Hemi Demi Semi Quaver friendly. Cool. And they sell on Amazon for teachers that need that terminology. And it's just grown from there. And then a few years ago, we started connecting with composers, children's composers. I always joke, I tell people, I moved to Nova Scotia because Donna Rodenizer lives here and she's amazing. Um, and we just we just wanted we knew that we needed to complement our materials with like well written music for kids, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah we just we have a, a children's music composer in Australia, Glynn, who writes brilliant songs. Uh, he's kind of got like a Beatles kind of folk vibe going on, but he's very clever. Um, and then Donna, of course, has been writing music. Um, she's well known up here in Canada, but more she's getting more and more uh, recognition down in the States. But I mean, she just writes clever, brilliant children's music. Like, um, like you can give her any topic and she will. I, I sent her I sent her, can you write uh, can you write songs about llamas? I have a kid that wants a song about llama and she sent me four. Like Brilliant songs. Can I Her sing one of them to you? Please. Yes. Okay. So one of the things that we do when we write songs or we're working on a song, we do research. So if we're writing about an animal, then we would research the animal and learn things. So uh, she wrote this song called Monica Llama. And llamas spit when they're angry. Yep. Yeah. Right? Like so it's like... Yep. Right? So it's like, Monica Llama, Monica Llama, do not make her mad. Monica Llama, Monica Llama, when she spits, it is bad. Right? <laughs> Amazing. Right? Monica Llama, Monica Llama, standing in the yard. Monica Llama, Monica Llama, she can spit very far. And we sing Monica Llama, and so on and so forth. Like, they're just clever songs. Yeah. I'm going to now be singing Monica Llama the rest oh, right. of the day. The other one that we're about to put out, so I'll give your book, the, Ooh, the, the your, your fam a little print, is called Slugs. <laughs> oh. Is it sluggish? No, it's like a Good. mini musical theater piece. Delightful. Right? I know. See, Donna's brilliant. She's like, you need more kind of up-tempo songs. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what do you got? She's like, I've got a song about slugs. Slugs. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so it's like, slugs, what's good about slugs? These slimy old bugs go so slow and they squish between my toes. I declare my feet cannot bear to be bare if they're anywhere near slugs. I love that. And you know what? Kids love things about like gross like right like ah slugs between my toes right? every kid i've worked with they you know it's so funny they fixate on like these little those types of things and that's their favorite and you know it's their favorite because exactly. when they sing they see it all of a sudden they get to that they're like slugs between yes. my toes and you're like yeah right and that's the thing with engagement like engaging lessons they have to be able to make those connections right yeah so so you don't you know like you could make them sing like that one has a nice octave jump in it you could make oh. them sing the the kai octave jump exercise in italian or they could sing about slugs, slugs. 
between their toes. I, still I mean, quite frankly, I think I'd rather sing about slugs. Right? I mean, I'm going to use that with my college students. Right. Well, okay, I wanted to tell you this. Uh, you know uh, Daniel Holly Hunter? Mm-hmm. Do you know Daniel? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he came up to me at the convention and he said, uh, I just want you to know that I used Pretty Itty Bitty Kitty Unicorn with my with my <laughs> vocal ped class, and we had a fantastic time. And I'm like, I can die now because <laughs> <laughs> my resources are used in university classes, and they're having fun. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. that is so, amazing. And uh, my friend Bethany also used the Pumpkin Spice song with her sight singing class, right? Right? I need to buy one of your songbooks so I can show it to my (laughs) class. That's a great idea. It would not be terrible because, like, we talk all the time about trying to get, I mean, this applies to, I feel like, all ages, getting people out of their heads. Oh, to, it's, yeah. Like, because it really. I, f- I find probably with my middle school students and up is really when the whole, like, getting them out of their head hits. Like, oh my, my younger gosh, students yes. are pretty playful. They're pretty they're, free. Yeah. yeah. But as soon as that, like, self-awareness creeps in, yeah. it's new Yeah, and, and it takes, yeah, you're right. I love what you just said there because it's so true. And one of the things I've noticed with working with children is that self-awareness, it seems to be happening at a younger and younger yes, and younger age. Have you yes. noticed yeah. that? Yeah, so, I don't know if it's the internet or what. Uh, I think it, a lot of it has to do yeah. with that that I think awareness. It's smartphones and whatever. Yeah, anyway. absolutely. Because I used to be like, I used to see it, you know, in your preteen, right, tweens, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, yeah. just they they start to really start to close down and oh, be a little more so cautious. They're so worried about mm-hmm. like how they look or yeah. is this going to sound good? Yeah. And recently I've had kids as young as six and seven who just really are terrified of making mistakes of looking foolish yeah. and it breaks my heart because yes. this is the age you're supposed to be having fun and, and exploring play. and play and uh and here's the thing and i'm happy i'm happy to forward any of like there's a ton of freebies on our website so pretty itty bitty kitty unicorn there oh you guys will like this there is a hot chocolate warm-up song which we had translated into german so you could use it as a german language study if you were introducing there's next semester's german art song literally you are welcome well be careful kidding it swings, so you're gonna have to let even them... better. No, I love look, most of. So it's even a funny better. thing. Most of my students are not classical first. Most mm-hmm. of them are much more content. Like teach a lot of the like worship leadership majors. Oh, absolutely, we have, yeah. And, and then also just electives. I teach a I teach a lot of the electives, and so you know, if they want to come in and and that's not what they want to work, like yeah, you're taking this for. right so So, yeah there's a if if anybody wants to go shameless plug on our website we have a free resources page and we put that up with some of our literally called free singing resources exactly and it's there because one of the things i have noticed and one of the things i have observed one of my takeaways with doing teacher training so i've been doing these fabulous teacher trainings they're live workshops i have one tonight um, although I want to shout out, there is a music school in Florida that had three teachers that were supposed to come. They have obviously oh, backed out. Yeah. Understandably. Yeah. For sure. Right? And I'm like, yeah. no problem. I you hope you're okay. <laughs> right? We actually just, well, we didn't have 
uh, much damage here, but we Fiona just came through the Atlantic provinces. Uh, so yes, no, I know. I saw some of the pictures from whew, Newfoundland yeah. and things. I mean, yeah, we are yeah. on we are on the other side of the province, and we had there's a bit of damage on our roof, and there was a couple mm. of trees that came down. But so anyhow, so the teachers in Florida, I'm yeah. hugs to you, and, yeah. and yeah. I, please stay safe, and I hope you get power back and, and yeah. all of that stuff. The damage is huge down there. So, I... but one of the biggest teacher, well, one of the biggest takeaways for me over the past year, because I've been doing these live workshops and basically it's about taking your vocal pedagogy and in, embracing play-based learning and how to present it in a way that, that children can use it in, in fun lessons. Mm-hmm. And I have an I have a, a survey. I ask questions before they take the class. Why are you taking the class? What is your burning question? What are some of your challenges you are facing in your studio right now? And I and a lot of it is engagement. Engagement, keeping them engaged, making it fun, you know, how what is appropriate vocal study for a child. Those are really good questions. Mm-hmm. And then on the exit, I ask things like what was the most surprising thing you learned in this workshop? What do you need more? information on and what are you excited to try in your studio and a lot of the responses are as I had no idea how important play-based learning is and how how simple it is to modify exercises and then I'll always get these emails back going like I did the thing where I put the tongue twister in the jar and I let them pick it out of the jar. I had no idea how it would change the energy. I had a choral teacher from from BC send me a full-on email with a video. And she's like, I've never seen my kids so excited to pull a piece of paper. We forget, right? We forget how we, engagement, I think this is the challenge. Engagement isn't compliance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Engagement isn't just somebody that does what they are told. Now, many yeah. teachers would be happy if the kids so did what they do. were told, right? Yeah. Engagement is how excited they are, yep. how passionate Love they it. are, how curious they yep. are. Yes. That's engagement. So what when we are looking at that and it's the same thing with lesson pacing right lesson Mm -hmm. pacing isn't how quickly you rush through everything right that's a teacher trap like how quickly somebody progresses through your teaching is not does not mean you get to pat yourself on the back and sit right but we often think compliance and how quickly i can get through this makes me you know, I know what I'm doing. So we talk about the shift from, you know, engagement is how we allow the student to participate. And Mm -hmm. in our lesson pacing, are we giving them enough time and allowing them the freedom to explore that on their terms? Yeah. That's That's the challenge. That's great. So that's been the biggest takeaway is how difficult that has been for a lot of teachers that shift so um on these can they find out about these trainings on your website yeah the, on the on the training, training tab i see it yeah so i have this is my last one for september and i will be doing one in november okay but our goal is actually to turn this into a fun super fun online course happy singing teacher course where it's all about play-based learning and 
Uh, spoiler alert, I've already talked to Ginevra. She's going to be helping us out. Fabulous. Yes. And Donna Ronizer is also going to be participating because Donna um, has a couple of really great strategies for composing with kids. Because nice. our students nice. want to compose. Yeah, yeah they, they want to be singer-songwriters. They yeah. want to be. They want to express their stories, and yeah. they mm -hmm. want to find that identity. And we we often don't give them the space when we're just focusing right. on vocal production, right? So, mm -hmm. so Donna's going to be doing a little thing on composing with kids, and it's Love just going to be a really fun, quick. You know, you know, there'll be some research about play-based learning and, and, and there's um, actually plug for the Full Voice podcast. Uh, Ginevra, when I was in Chicago, mm -hmm. did a interview with me about happy hormones and how there is a reason why we learn better when we are happy. And it is the hormones that flood, and and again, I'm I'm paraphrasing, and I do not have the research behind this, but like like our brains just light up, yeah. and the hormones assist in how quickly the information goes from one pathway to the other. So um, that's uh, middle of October is when that okay. podcast is coming out. But she has all that research, and she's brilliant, as you know. And so. Uh, just so we don't run out of time. So fullvoicemusic.com is the website. Mm-hmm. Yes. Full Voice Podcast available on all your podcast platforms. I'm yep. sure that whatever one you're listening to this show on has Full it's Voice there. Music <laughs> as well. I think so. Do you know uh, we're often side by side? We are, are we? Yeah, Amazing. yeah. I know. Whenever I search it, it's always vocal come, front. They come that up makes together. Sense. Amazing. That makes sense. I love that. Fantastic. Um, that's just fantastic. Uh, we are honored to be beside you. We don't Aww, deserve to be, no. but we are honored to be. We're friends. Um, we are very, yes, we are definitely friends. I'm just saying your podcast is professional and wonderful and edited oh, and, so and produced. And our, this little, this little, <laughs> this little engine that you know, occupies a dark corner of the seedy corner of the internet. <laughs> the not so seedy corner. corner. Wait, no, that's, oh, wait, no. Who no, do you think no. we are? No, sorry, that's, that's the wrong. <laughs> okay, I don't. I've listened to a lot of your podcasts. I guess I haven't listened to the right ones. To I'm get not sure those. I've been here for the right ones. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sarah, yeah, any, you were you were not there for those. These must ones. be the days I'm out or something. Right? Yes, there have been it's so many time. of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, before we go, so Nikki, so uh, as you know, we we always. Oh yeah. Uh, so what 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 are you watching right now? Oh my gosh. Okay. Thank you so much for asking. So, um, uh, we, so my husband and I are both Star Wars and Star Trek like fans. Like we love that Delightful. stuff. Again, haven't got the kid on board so much with the Star Trek, but he does hard. appreciate it. But, um, so there's the new Star Trek series that we just went through, which I was really doubtful about, but I really loved it. Um, of course, all of the little, uh, we just started watching Andor. I just watched we, that this week. I haven't started yet. I haven't okay. just watched it. It's, it. I mean, they're so good. Yeah. I mean, we, I loved the first season of Mandalorian. Second season, I was like, mm, I don't know about it. Okay, and, no. and even my son kind of was like, where's baby Yoda? I'm like, okay, first of all, it's not Yoda. And come on, son, get it together. Like, <laughs> know your facts. Um, so we love that stuff. Uh, I also, I really loved the, the I'm, and I'm looking forward to the second season of Loki. 
Oh, I yeah, absolutely. I loved that that relationship and the betrayal at the end. Like I, oh my I was crying. I actually had said to her at some point. I don't remember if it was on the podcast or not, but but I was saying to her and Michael that I think that when we go back, we're gonna end up realizing that Loki was actually probably the most important of any of these shows, right? By probably. far. Yes, um, uh, I thought Owen Wilson was great in it. Oh my too. gosh, yeah! Like just, wow. And and the, wow. and the and the and the crocodile Loki, like I that love just crocodile. Loki. We love crocodile Loki. Love crocodile Loki. Right, like love like it. who Absolutely. thinks of that stuff? Um, so we loved that. Um, the other, um, oh guys, Stranger Things, like oh, oh yeah, well, I of mean, course. I, as I've said on this show, the Duffer Brothers are the storytellers they are, of this generation, and I love how they, I love how they document the total panic and chaos like when oh. everybody's screaming and they're yes. going back and forth like you know that is just so well done and as having a rock star guitar player as a husband when Eddie got oh. up there and played like you just can't ask for better have you seen the video of, of him actually getting to go on stage with Metallica well he and learned that solo I know that's crazy Very it's cr cr crazy well, that's awesome yeah. So I mean, if you like, you would you would feel right at home here if you if you ever wanted to come to to a tiny little forest in Nova Scotia, we got the high speed internet. We stream all of the great Phenomenal. the great Amazing. shows and Amazing. yeah, Star Trek, Star Wars, all of sci fi. There was I don't know if you guys ever saw this. It was a Canadian one, but it was really good. It was called Dark Matter. It was on Netflix. Oh, was I this that was this uh, dubbed over from German? No. No, it was about it was about a crew of, of people on a spaceship that woke up and none of them could remember anything. Yeah, I feel like my oh. wife and I tried to start that and gave up after an episode. I haven't watched that. It was, I, I think, I mean, okay, fun. Do I have time for a quick story? Very quick. Okay, so we watched, we binge watched that show. It was okay. like yeah. really good. And there was like some Canadian actors on there that we really liked sure. and stuff. Yeah. So this is when we were in Hamilton and we literally watched the last season like like one after another. And I had to go, I, This I'm not lying, I'm not making this up. I had to go get coffee at the coffee shop around the corner because in Hamilton we could walk everything. Delightful. And I'm tired because I literally have stayed up all night watching this. And sure enough, I am not kidding you. I'm in line and I hear this voice in front of me. And I'm like, I know it. I know this voice. Like, and, and it was one of the characters from the show. That's amazing. Wild. And I literally like almost peed my pants. <laughs> right? Because in the show, his number, I think is seven or six or seven. I don't know. They all had numbers to, based on okay. who woke up first. Right? Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking wild. at him and I'm like so tired and I'm like literally in like like the worst gross sweater and track pants and oh, yeah. I look horrible and here's this guy it's I've been happening. binge watching for like three Amazing. days and I'm like he looked right at me and I'm like and I, you know, I was like complete. I couldn't talk to him. I was like, oh my gosh, that's him. And I, I ran back to my husband. I'm like, ah! He was like, no, he wasn't. But Hamilton We're muting like, all of that just to make right. it look like Nikki dropped a bunch of F-bombs right, right. now. <laughs> right? But, but 
Hamilton is a is a, they film a crap ton of movies there. Umbrella sure. Academy is filmed there. Uh, Handmaid's oh. Tale is filmed there. Um, they sense. all used to use our church as the food place, so I would always eat courtesy of the hmm. film companies. Amazing. Anyhow, That's so he was in Hamilton filming another show. Amazing. Ah. So there you go. There's Amazing. my story. Um, Nikki, thank you so much for sharing with the Vocal Fam. We'll have to do this again sometime. Yes, um, I would actually love to do an episode sometime too of 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 you and and Ginevra and and Dana together. Oh, yeah, some, sometime just to just really do a deep dive on teaching kids. Um, that would be kind of fun. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for coming on, sharing yes. with the Vocal Fam some of your story. Full fullvoicemusic.com is the website. Full Voice Podcast is the podcast. Um, and Nikki, thank you so much. Sarah, what would you have for breakfast? Oh, uh, you know, it was another Greek yogurt and granola kind of morning. Ooh. It's easy, you know? It's very, very, very sort of, so it's, on the, it's on the borderline of healthy, Sarah. Pretty healthy. Pretty healthy. It felt, it felt pretty healthy in the moment. There was no chocolate. chocolate no to be chocolate seen. chips. Okay, and all this right. This isn't that the like flip Greek yogurt that I, I got Yvonne into a while back. Yvonne is a little back. disappointed. What Yvonne can I is say? A little disappointed. I didn't have time little, to do my little baked okay. oatmeal thing. That I like. Okay, so fun, fun story. There's a joke in our house. Like, what's for breakfast? I'm like coffee and sarcasm. And Amazing. I right. That's 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 how I warm up. I wish. That's, that's a jazz. That's a jazz singer's warm up. I'm gonna have Indeed. a sip of coffee. Sarc- I'm gonna be a little sarcastic, and I'm gonna I'm gonna it. sing my standard. I love it. All right, vocal fam. Sarah and I will be back with you next week to tell you a little bit about how I messed Jeez. up acoustics again. And um, and, okay. and 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 at some point, I promise this this month. Once as soon as Rings of Power end ends, oh. we're gonna review Rings of Power. Oh, loving it. Um, loving uh, it. So anyway, vocal fam, that is it for us. Nikki, thank you so much. Yes. We're out. Thank yes. you both so much. That was fun. It was very fun.